What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Saturday, November 21st, man. Hopefully, all you guys are getting some good re- relaxation in this weekend. Hopefully, all you guys are enjoying, you know, time with your friends, your family members, and your loved ones. Hopefully, all you guys are just, you know, enjoying your days, man. And I say that in all seriousness. I know a lot of people out there that let the days pass them by. Take every day and take advantage of it because every single day is a blessing. Every single day is an opportunity to get better. And just don't let the days pass you by, man. Make the most of your 24 hours, you know, whatever you're doing outside of work, outside of your sleep, do something. Be productive. Try and better yourself in all facets of life because there's always room for improvement. And just keep trying to be the best version of yourself. As always, we are still dealing with the coronavirus, man. So please, when you're out in a public area or public space, just wear a mask. It's not that difficult. You know, it's for yourself. It's for your safety of other people. Just wear the mask. It's not that difficult. When you're by yourself, take it off and go about your business in your day. And of course, wherever you are at on the globe, If there is sunlight around you, go get some sunlight, a.k.a. UV rays on your skin, because I promise you the sun kills all viruses and the coronavirus is not excluded from that list. So please get some sunlight on your skin. And lastly, wash your hands as much as freaking possible. I shouldn't even have to tell you guys that, but just do it anyway, because trust me, that's another way to not contract the COVID-19 virus. So that's that. Um, and of course, we are still demanding justice for Breonna Taylor. We are still demanding justice for Elijah McClain. And we're demanding justice for anybody that has been a victim of police brutality or even worse, police murderings. We one day, God willing, hopefully, we will get justice. I know the justice system has failed us plenty of times before, but hopefully we can get it right. Moving in the future and moving forward with this country, hopefully our justice system can finally stand right and do the right thing by the people. So that is that, man. But today... I want to get right into it. I want to get into the 2020 NBA draft. I know I'm a few days late. The draft took place on Wednesday. Today is Saturday. But really, I just wanted to digest everything that happened in the NBA draft. I wanted to really look at it for what it is. I know sometimes, you know, you get caught up in seeing things as soon as they happen and just having a first early response. But I really wanted to let this, you know, sit in my mind and digest it for what it is. So let's get right into the 2020 NBA draft. My first thoughts were the top three picks. The top three picks, I'm pretty sure what most people thought it was going to be. Number one, of course, you had Anthony Edwards going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think Ant-Man is the perfect fit for the T-Wolves. He plays it, you know, right in between Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell almost perfectly. I think he's a big-time wing. Of course, he's produced by Tom Crean at the University of Georgia, who's also produced Victor Ladebo at Indiana. Of course, even going back even further, Dwayne Wade at Marquette. So he has a history of producing, you know, really good shooting guards. I think Ant-Man is definitely, you know, going to continue that lineage and tradition. You have the Golden State Warriors. And I want to say first and foremost, my prayers, my love, and condolences to Clay Thompson, man. I feel so bad that I had to hear the news the same day that draft night took place that he tore his Achilles working out in out here in L.A. where I'm currently at right now. And man, it just sucks because he's just coming back from an ACL tear last season. And that's a mental workout in itself. That's a whole bunch on your mental. And then to come back and finally be prepared for the season Man, and they were just about to start training camp in a few weeks, man. It just sucks for Klay Thompson, man. We're wishing him a speedy recovery. Me, personally, I had the Golden State Warriors making the Western Conference Finals this year, ultimately losing to the Lakers. But now, without Klay Thompson, without a splash bro, who's such an important piece to what the Warriors do with Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green, it sucks, man. But 
We're going to send our love and prayers to Clay. But they did drop James Wiseman. And I do like the pickup from James Wiseman to the Warriors because really the Warriors, ever since Steph Curry has been there, they've had solid big men like David West, Andrew Bogut, David Lee, um, a couple different big men here and there, Festus Azili, but they've never had a big man with the caliber of a James Wiseman. I think James Wiseman is going to be a really good fit for the Golden State Warriors. I think playing around veterans like that, like Andrew Wiggins and Steph Curry and Draymond Green, I think they're going to groom him to be a really, really good big man in the NBA. So I do like that pickup by the Warriors most definitely. And then the Charlotte Hornets with the third overall pick, Michael Jordan, Mitch Kupchak, and the Hornets all the way out in the East Coast in North Carolina picked up their future point guard of this franchise, and that is LaMelo Ball. And I was so happy for this pick because if you don't know me, I am from the Inland Empire. It's the same area that LaMelo Ball is from, also the same area that Onyeko Okongwu is from. We'll talk about him in a second, who got drafted by the Hawks at number six. But I actually have played against LaMelo Ball way way back in the day like this probably was like 2007 2008 we were both young young kids we used to play each other at this AU tournament at Upland High School in California and it was actually crazy because LeVar Ball was the head coach and I never got a chance to play against Lonzo but I got a chance to play against LiAngelo and LaMelo and they were always playing high up-tempo basketball and of course that's what the NBA is doing today and that's what you know majority of all basketball is doing and shout out to Shannon Sharp man because I was just happy that Shannon Sharp gave LeVar and Tina Ball their flowers for, you know, producing two top five NBA draft picks within the past four or five years. So that's a big deal. Congrats to them. They did a hell of a job raising them. And yeah, man, LaMelo, I love the Charlotte Hornets getting LaMelo because they need a point guard. And I do like Devontae Graham. I like some of the pieces that the Hornets have. I love Miles Bridges. P.J. Washington is going to be really good. They have a good core. And, of course, we just heard about the Gordon Hayward news. That's a solid pickup. I know he is overpaid, but that's still a really good pickup to bring in a veteran like that to help out LaMelo Ball. And LaMelo is going to be good, man. This is a legit six foot eight point guard man that's going to be the face of this franchise for years to come he's going to bring a lot of excitement hopefully you know we can get some vaccination with covid or we can stop the spread of covid and we can get fans back into the arenas because Lamelo is going to be a show night in and night out charlotte hornets fans out there you guys should be ecstatic about this pick but all in all i do love the top 10 so i'm gonna break down the rest of the top 10 as well and number four you had the Chicago Bulls get Patrick Williams. I know this stunned a lot of people because Patrick Williams did not start for Florida State, which isn't a big deal. And I love what Leonard Hamilton said in response to that. He said, well, he didn't start games, but he for sure finished them. And that's a perfect, you know, Leonard Hamilton quote. Shout out to Leonard Hamilton, too, down at Florida State. Does a really good job of having winning teams and putting together good rosters and then producing NBA players. And this is another one. Patrick Williams Bulls fans, be patient with Patrick Williams. I promise you, he's going to be a really good player off the wing. He's so versatile. They don't really have a player like him. They haven't had a player like him, to be honest, in a while since Jimmy Butler, really. And I'm not saying he's going to be Jimmy Butler, but he is cut from that cloth. He's a really good 6'8", can shoot the ball, can pass the ball, can do a lot of different things. Man, He's going to be a good defensive player, too. Just give him time to groom his game up. Patrick Williams is going to be really good. And number five, the Cavaliers selected Isaac Okoro out of University of Auburn, another really good player. He's probably one of the most um, highly sought-after prospects in this draft. He's going to end up being a good two-way player for the Cavs. Of course, they don't need any more point guards from Darius Garland to Colin Sexton. They got Kevin Porter Jr., I think, last year, who's a really good player. Andre Drummond is still going to be there. That's a really good building block for the Cavs. At number six, 
another player from the Inland Empire who actually played his high school basketball for a couple years with LaMelo Ball. Goes by the name Onyeka Okongwu. If you're from the area that I'm from, most people call him Big O. Got drafted number six overall to the Atlanta Hawks. And I love this addition for the Hawks because he's going to fit in perfectly. He is an elite shot blocker. He rebounds the head of the ball. He hasn't even scratched the surface of his potential when it comes to his offensive capabilities, but he can shoot the three. He can get to the rack at certain times. He's going to be a really, really good player. And really, he's not going to be asked to do much. I think this is a really, really good addition. I think he's already better than Bruno Fernando and majority of the bigs that Trey Young has had to play with Alex Lynn. And I know it came out the day of the draft that he was dealing with an injury, like a, a fracture in his toe. I don't care about that because why would they just come out out of nowhere and say that he's injured? Like, that's just the media putting their spin on things. You got to be careful what you see and hear in the media, man, because they will put a spin on things for no apparent reason. But nonetheless, Hawks fans, be excited for this guy. I know, you know, he wasn't the biggest name out there at the time being drafted at number six, but this is still a really good pick, I promise you, especially with the moves that the Hawks have been making in free agency. Onyeko Kongu was the right pickup for the Hawks in this draft. At number seven, you had the Detroit Pistons acquire Killian Hayes. Now, Killian Hayes is interesting. He's an overseas pro prospect. I think he's going to be really good, too, because he's a point guard. I know the Pistons just got an abundance of centers and power forwards on their roster alongside Derrick Rose and a couple other players. But I think it's a good situation for Killian Hayes because you get an opportunity to play in Detroit, which is a cool city. And really, you get a chance to learn from Derrick Rose. Like if you want to be mentored by a point guard, I think one of the best point guards to be mentored by would probably end up being D. Rose. Even though I know he's not the most social guy, I think he will definitely do justice for it when it comes to expanding and prolonging the career of Killian Hayes. So Pistons fans should be excited for him. At number eight, probably my favorite, my second favorite pick in the top 10 was the New York Knicks getting Obi Toppin out of the University of Dayton. Obi Toppin is from New York. This is huge. I love the emotion that he showed on draft night. Obi Toppin is a really good player, and I know the Knicks have a plethora of power forwards on their roster, but trust me, Obi Toppin is the best one already. He's the most dynamic one already. He's going to be good as soon as he gets accustomed to the style of play in the NBA. Obi Toppin is him. He can shoot the three. He can dribble. He can post up. He can get to anywhere he wants to on the court. I promise you, if the Knicks can just get a solid point guard, their future is going to be really, really good because Obi Toppin is a really, really good player. And number nine, the Wizards, another really good overseas prospect, got Danny Abidiha. Forgive me if I'm not pronouncing his last name right. He's from Israel. Big time, big time uh, forward slash guard prod, uh, prospect. He should be another really good player too. And I know the Wizards are dealing with a lot from John, John Wall requesting a trade, but they did get a really good pickup in Danny Abidiha. Forgive me. And then number 10, the Phoenix Suns acquired Jalen Smith out of the University of Maryland. I'm not going to lie. This was probably the most interesting pick out of the top 10, but I'm not mad at it. I think Jalen Smith, you know, I know teams would have gotten him, but I didn't think teams were going to try and get him this early in the draft, especially at number 10. But nonetheless, this is a really, really good pickup for the Suns. He's 6'10", can shoot the ball. I think he's going to play really, really good alongside DeAndre Ayton. They can play off each other. One can play in the post. The other can sit on the three-point line and shoot threes. This is a good pickup for the Phoenix Suns, especially getting CP3. They just got Jay Crowder. They got a really good core building themselves, you know, 
Cam Johnson, uh, Javon Carter, Cam Payne, Monty Williams, and James Jones are doing a really, really good job of constructing a roster down in Phoenix for the Sun. This is a really, really good team. Now, that's the top 10. Now, I just had to break that down for you guys because I really did like all of the top 10 picks in this draft. I think it's a really, really cool top 10 draft picks. I, I, I really, really thoroughly liked all these picks. Now, I want to give you guys my winners of draft night, and then I'm going to give you guys my biggest surprises and, the, and my biggest players that didn't get drafted, the biggest undrafted players that I was really shocked about. But getting into the winners, I think it was easily the biggest winner of draft night was Daryl Morey in the Philadelphia 76ers because they got Tyrese Maxey, 6'2 point guard size shooting guard out of the University of Kentucky, Really, really good. Can shoot. Already has NBA range. As a Michigan State fan, I watched him play against us at the Champions Classic. You know, at the at the beginning of last season, he went off for like 26 points inside Madison Square Garden. He's built for the big moment, and I think he's going to be really, really good player as long as they groom him under Doc Rivers in between Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. He should be a really, really solid player. I would have loved for my Miami Heat to get him, especially because he was still on the board, and I was shocked that he was still on the board at pick number 20. But we got Precious Achua, who's a solid pick but Tyrese Maxey is a really really good player um and then the second player they got was Isaiah Joe Isaiah Joe another player that I was super 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 shocked that he fell as far as he did he was the 49th overall pick Isaiah Joe is a 6'5 shooting guard out of the University of Arkansas he spent a few years down there in Razorback country he is a snipe Bird. And that's what you need to fill out alongside Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. You need shooters because we all know Ben is not going to shoot threes. And we all know that Embiid can hit threes, but Embiid is most effective when he's playing inside the post and he has his back to the basket. That's when he's at his best. And so putting shooters around those two guys is going to do them justice. And, and then, of course, the biggest thing was unloading that Al Horford contract because that was a terrible contract. I think it was like four years, $105 million. Terrible contract. They got rid of it. Then they got rid of Josh Richardson. And then they picked up Danny Green from the Oklahoma City Thunder. And they got Seth Curry from the Dallas Mavericks, too, in both those deals. So that's a really, really good night for Philadelphia 76ers fans. Daryl Morey is doing a lot of work already out the gate. Hasn't even had the job for two months already. So congrats to Daryl Morey. Now, let's talk about the Grizzlies. Another team who I thought won draft night, too, because the Grizzlies... You already, if you're the Grizzlies, you already have your star players. You got John Morant and you got Jaron Jackson Jr. Those are your star players. That's the evolved version of Mike Conley and Marcus Saul. So now, just like the the 76ers, you need to fill out with three D, three and D players and shooters, and you got those. Especially in this draft, Desmond Bain might honestly could end up being quite possibly the best player in this draft. He's about six five or six sixes, I believe. He played at TCU. Um, really, really good player playing in the Big 12 down there in Fort Worth, Texas. This is a hell of a pickup, man, because he's strong, really good upper body. He kind of plays like Dylan Brooks, who's already been a member of the Memphis Grizzlies, but he'll probably end up being a better player. I'm not going to lie. I like Dylan Brooks out of Oregon. He's been in the league for a few years now, but I think Desmond Bain is a prolific scorer. He can shoot from anywhere. He is a really, really good prospect. And then they got Xavier Tillman. As a Michigan State fan, I was super, super happy to hear his name called. Originally drafted, I think it was OKC, or I think it was the Kings that originally drafted him, but the pick got sent to, to Memphis, excuse me. And now he's going to be back with his teammate, former teammate at Michigan State, Jaron Jackson Jr. This is another really good player, too. He's 6'8". He's kind of undersized for the power forward spot, but so was Draymond Green. And I'm not saying he's going to be Draymond Green, but I think he could have the same effect that Draymond has 
as he did with the Golden State Warriors because Xavier Tillman can shoot the ball, he can pass the ball, he rebounds the ball really well, and he defends his butt off. And I think Memphis Grizzlies fans are going to really come to know and love and appreciate Xavier Tillman, man. So congrats to the Memphis Grizzlies. They had a really, really successful draft night as well. Now, I want to get to you guys my biggest steals in this draft. So the first one is Kyra Lewis Jr. out of the University of Alabama. He was the number 13th overall pick to the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm not going to lie. I felt like Kyra Lewis, as skilled as he is, he kind of reminds me of John Wall and De'Aaron Fox because he's so fast with the ball in his hands, and he's probably a better scorer at this age than those two guys were coming out of the University of Kentucky. But Kyra Lewis, man, is a really, really good player, and the Pelicans definitely got a point guard that they can rely on. I know they got Lonzo Ball, they got Eric Bledsoe and George Hill on the roster. They're probably going to get rid of one or two of those guys. But trust me, Kyra Lewis, for all you people down in NOLA, for all the Pelicans fans in the world, he is a really, really good player. He's going to earn himself a lot of minutes throughout the course of his career. Another player is Tyrell Terry. Tyrell Terry was probably my favorite player going into this draft. He's out of Stanford. He played one year at Stanford. He's originally from the state of Minnesota. He played one year for the Cardinals in the Pac-12. He was wasn't talked about a lot, to be honest, just because, of course, you know, Stanford's not really known for their basketball team, but he is the good 6-2, um, can shoot from anywhere. He reminds me of Seth Curry, except he can do a lot more things offensively besides just shooting, and I think him getting drafted to the Dallas Mavericks at pick number 31, he is going to be the backup point guard of the future for the Dallas Mavericks, and not only that, he can potentially finish games for the Mavericks too because he can shoot, he can play off the ball, and especially with Luka being a legit 6'8", you can play Tyrell Terry at the point guard or at the shooting guard just like they did with Seth Curry with Luka Doncic. I promise you, that was a good trade for them to trade Seth Curry because Tyrell Terry is going to eventually end up being a better version of Seth Curry. I promise you, all Mavericks fans, he is a really good player. Then, Malachi Flint. Point guard out of San Diego State. He started off his collegiate career at Washington State, but he transferred to San Diego State. Of course, they started off last season undefeated for like the first 26 games, I believe. Another really good player got drafted number 29 overall to the Toronto Raptors. Even though the Toronto Raptors will be playing in Tampa Bay this year, I do like this pickup too because, of course, you already got Fred Van Fleet, you got Kyle Lowry, but you should always be thinking about the future too. And Malachi Flynn is a really good scoring point guard. He can score at all three levels. He has an elite mid-range pull-up game. He can pass the ball as well. Should be a really, really good point guard prospect for them as well. And then you got RJ Hampton, who I know a lot of people kind of forgot. I won't say they forgot about RJ Hampton, but since he went overseas to play in the NBL in Australia, a lot of people kind of, you know, forgot about his name just a tad bit. He's from, you know, the Dallas, you know, Fort Worth area down in Texas. But another really good player too, 6'5", combo guard, can score from anywhere. He's super athletic. Got drafted by the Denver Nuggets at number 24 overall. That's a really good pickup. The Denver Nuggets, we all know, have a very, very bright future ahead of them. And RJ Hampton is going to be a really, really good piece for them as well. And then my personal favorite, Cassius Winston. As a Michigan State fan, man, I was so elated and excited to hear the name Cassius Winston. Originally drafted by the Oklahoma City Thunder at pick number 53, but he was traded to the Washington Wizards. And I think this is a really, really good move for the Wizards because... Of course, John Wall just requested a trade, and so they do have, I think they're getting Raul Neto, who's a veteran point guard, but Cassius Winston 
Give him time, Wizards fans. I promise you, he's 6'2". He can play off the ball. He can play on the ball. He's good with the ball out of his hands. He's a elite passer. He sees plays before they happen. He can shoot the ball really, really well. Cassius Winston, man, is going to be a really, really good NBA veteran point guard. He's going to play in the league for, I guarantee you, a decade plus. That's just how good he is. Tom Izzo did a really good job alongside his coaching staff of developing Cassius. And I promise you, Wizards fans, you should be excited for number five. He's going to be a player for years to come. And going back to teams that I felt like won draft night two, the Boston Celtics. Um, the Boston Celtics, I know they've had a rough start to free agency. Losing Gordon Hayward, I don't think they're going to get Brad Wanamaker back. And they need a big man. They still got Daniel Tice, who's kind of a really undersized big man. But they did draft pretty good. I do like the acquisition of Aaron Nismith at number 14 overall out of Vanderbilt. He's a big-time scoring wing. I think he brings a defensive presence for them as well, even though they have two elite wings in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But he's still a really good player. And then Peyton Pritchard, who, of course, you know, they did have point guard problems this year. Kemba Walker is an undersized point guard. And when they matched up versus the Toronto Raptors and Miami Heat, he did get outplayed by Goran Dragic and Kemba, excuse me, and Kyle Lowry. And it just sucks because Kemba's kind of small. But I do like Peyton Pritchard, man. He played four years under Dana Altman at the University of Oregon. He's crafty with the ball in his hands. He can shoot from anywhere. Really, really good and successful pickup for Danny Ainge and the Boston Celtics in this draft class, man. Now, my biggest surprises out of this NBA draft. The first one is Jamias Ramsey. He's from the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area, 6'5"-ish, kind of reminds me of Marcus Smart, who's also from the Dallas-Fort Worth area down in Texas, and he was a really good, everybody knew that once he went to Texas Tech, he committed to Texas Tech and played for Chris Beard, that he was going to be a one-and-done player, and he should have been probably a lottery pick, and I think he's going to make a lot of teams regret having him fall that low into the draft. I don't know what happened, because he was projected to be a top 20 pick, but he fell all the way down to number 43 and I did not see that coming he got picked up by the Sacramento Kings of course the Kings just gave a max contract extension to De'Aaron Fox they also picked up Tyrese Halliburton in the lottery but I just did not see Jamias Ramsey falling that far but I do think he will end up being a little bit better of a version of Marcus Smart and Marcus Smart is the glue guy for the Boston Celtics he defends his butt off he can hit threes he plays really really good and I think Jamias Ramsey could end up potentially being just as good, if not better, for the Sacramento Kings. But, man, I don't know how he failed, but trust me, Jamias Ramsey is a really, really good player. And another player, too, that I won't say it surprised me, but I think he fell to the perfect situation is Jay Scrub. Now, Jay Scrub, he played junior college. He was supposed to end up playing at the University of Louisville under Chris Mack for a year, and then he was going to be gone. But he was the number one ranked JUCO player in America last year. And now he entered his name. He skipped college. He put his name into the NBA draft because he got good feedback from NBA personnel. And he ends up getting drafted at number 55 overall. I think it was originally by the Brooklyn Nets, but he ended up getting traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. And I love this move because we all know the Clippers don't have a point guard. Patrick Beverly isn't really a point guard. He can defend. He can kind of shoot. He can kind of get to the rack, but they don't have a true point guard. And I think Ty Lue could really, really develop Jay Scrub to be a really good point guard slash shooting guard in the NBA. He's 6'5". He's super athletic. He has a really pretty looking left-handed jump shot. He can get to all any of his spots anytime he wants to. Like, this should be this is a testament, man, because he really came from JUCO 
and entered his name to the NBA draft and still got drafted, man. So shout out to Jay Scrub. Shout out to all the Juco players out there that's grinding hard to try and get a D1 offer, let alone get their name called in the NBA draft. Jay Scrub, shout out to you, man. I really, really believe that he is going to flourish playing for the Clippers. Even if he has a play in the G League for a season or two, Jay Scrub is going to be a really, really good player. Now, the players that I love that didn't get their names called on Wednesday, but they got undrafted and they still got deals to play and be a part of the National Basketball Association. I got four players. The first one is Nate Hinton. I know a lot of people probably don't know who Nate Hinton is. He's a 6'5'' guard. He's from the University of Houston. He played under Kelvin Sampson for, I believe, two seasons, if I'm not mistaken. Really, really good at creating his own shot. A really good playmaker for others. He's athletic. He's really good at finishing around the rim with his left or his right hand. He got a two-way deal from the Dallas Mavericks. I think he's going to end up being one of those players, like the rest of these players I'm about to name, that's going to end up kind of having a storyline similar to Fred Van Fleet, similar to Alex Caruso, where they play in the G League for some time. You know, they get, you know, some different looks playing on the actual roster in the NBA. But I think ultimately these guys are going to end up getting a spot in the NBA. Even if it's not with the team that they're currently on, I think all these guys have a legit chance. And I love the acquisition of the Mavericks getting Nate Hinton out of the University of Houston. And then my next player is Miles Powell. I genuinely don't know how Miles Powell didn't get his name selected in the NBA draft. This is a dude who is a prolific scorer. He's one of the greatest college basketball scorers of all time. He played four years at Seton Hall. This dude is the truth, I promise you. He's been shooting NBA range since he was in high school. Like, that's just how good he is. He lost a lot of weight going from high school to Seton Hall, and he's only gotten better each and every single year playing for the Seton Hall Pirates under Kevin Willard in the Big East. He actually got a chance to go back home. He got a free agent deal with the New York Knicks, and I think he's going to be a player that ends up earning his way onto an actual spot for the Knicks on their roster. I think he's that good of a player. I think Tom Thibodeau will come to really utilize his offensive skill set. He's probably going to have to get, you know, through the G League, but I think if anybody's capable of doing it, I think Miles Powell is certainly capable of doing it, especially with the motivation of not hearing your name being called on NBA draft night. So shout out to Miles Powell. He should get a really good look in the NBA. And then Mason Jones is another player at the University of Arkansas. Did not get enough love, man. This is a tough 6'5 shot making guard. He ended up getting a two way contract with the Houston Rockets. Another player, too, Steven Silas, could really, really develop this guy and make him to be a really, really good and veteran shooting guard down the line. Mason Jones, man, can shoot from anywhere. He gets to the rack at will. He's a bully, really good handle. And he said, he tweeted it like a couple days before the draft, that he's the best player in this draft. And even the same day of the draft, the same night of the draft, he tweeted, he said, I'm still the best player in this draft. And me personally, I love that confidence from Mason Jones. He's going to be a really, really good player. The Houston Rockets are doing a lot of really, really under-the-radar things, but I think a pickup like this is going to help them down the line, especially if they do end up having to trade both James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And my last undrafted player that I think is going to be a really good player down the line, who I think you guys will hear about his name in the NBA eventually, goes by the name of Josh Hart. Now, Josh Hart, was actually supposed to be in college this year. He's actually supposed to be playing at NC State, but he decided to skip it because he heard that he could potentially get drafted. Of course, he didn't get drafted, but 6'9", small forward, 
super athletic, can shoot the ball. He's lanky. He can play defense. He ends up signing a two-way contract with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I do think that Sam Presti, even though he acquired all those draft picks, has a really good player in the tuck by acquiring Josh Hall. Josh Hall is the goods. I got a chance to watch him play in travel ball. I forget the exact team he played for, but he definitely played for an Adidas team, if I'm not mistaken. And he was killing a legit 6'9" bucket getter. He was supposed to be in the class of 2020. He was supposed to be at NC State right now playing for the 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 pack and he decided to skip school and he's in the NBA now, but I think he's a really really good player, man. So be on the lookout for him, man. But that's just a really a small recap of the NBA draft. I know it, it dragged on a little bit, but I just want to say like I truly believe it's going to be even though I just named those four players between Nate Hinton, Miles Powell, Mason Jones, and Josh Hall, I think it's going to be a plethora of players that get their way in their G League and they grind out of the G League and they earn their way onto the NBA roster because this wasn't the most, you know, all-star, you know, Hall of Fame heavy draft classes of all time, but it's still a really solid draft class. I think it's going to be some impact players down the line that are going to end up being notable role players and end up getting paid a lot of money throughout the course of the years because these players are really, really good. It's, it's just a weird year. You didn't get to have, you're not going to have a summer league. You're barely going to have a preseason. Um, it's just a weird, you, you didn't get a chance to really work out the players, even though you did, but you didn't get the, a, a chance to work them out like you usually would be able to with COVID going around. But these guys are good players, man. I think all the players that I just mentioned are going to have some type of impact in the National Basketball Association. Now, before I get you guys out of here, I got to talk about the 2021 NBA draft. Now, that draft class, next year's NBA draft, I promise you guys, I'm going to say it right now for all you guys to hear. It is going to be multiple All-Stars and multiple Hall of Famers that come out of that class. And I'm not saying the guys that I'm about to name right now are necessarily going to be those guys, even though I do think a couple of them will. But these are just some of the names that you guys should know for the 2021 NBA draft. The first one being Brandon Boston Jr. at University of Kentucky. You got another one in Josh Christopher, who's currently at Arizona State. You got Cade Cunningham right now, who's at Oklahoma State. You got Jalen Green, who's playing in the NBA G League um, Association for the, the G League Select Team. You got Zaire Williams, who will be at Stanford this upcoming year. You have Jonathan Kaminga, who's also in that G League Select Team, alongside Jalen Green. You got Scotty Barnes, who's at Florida State right now. And you got Terrence Clark, who's also at the University of Kentucky. Trust me, watch college basketball this year. It is a lot of freshmen throughout the country, and even some sophomores that are going to be some big-time players in the 2021 NBA Draft. I promise you, the 2021 NBA Draft is going to end up being one of the best draft class that the NBA will ever have. That's including the 1996 NBA Draft, the 2003 NBA Draft. I want to say, what was the, the year Jordan was drafted was, what, 84, 85? Whatever draft class that was. The 2021 NBA Draft class is going to end up being one of the greatest draft classes of all time, I promise you, man. But as always, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports, man. I'm a college basketball writer slash blogger slash journalist. I just recently dropped my top 10 college basketball teams for this upcoming college basketball season that starts next week. So please go check us out on that. We are at Nuts and Bolts SP on both Twitter and Instagram. Go follow us. Go like. Go retweet our stuff. Show us some love, man, for all your sports news and sports needs. I promise you Nuts and Bolts Sports has it for you. I'm also featured on Nuts and Bolts Sports Podcast Network alongside a whole bunch of other really, really talented content creators and sports podcasts. For all your sports, man, I promise you rugby, soccer, 
um, swimming, you know, golf, basketball, football, tennis, whatever sports you love, I promise you Nuts and Bolts Sports has it all for you, man. But as always, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And if you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. That is how we share, grow, and expand the podcast. You guys have a beautiful lovely and successful and productive rest of your weekend i will talk to you guys on monday i'm gonna talk to you guys about the free agency news that took place this weekend you guys stay safe out there and as always peace love and blessings gone